welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Craig Coleman, and I'm a professor of pharmacy practice at the University of Connecticut School of Pharmacy. In this episode, I'd like to talk a little bit about future studies uh, regarding uh, reversal in patients with intracranial hemorrhage. Uh, the first and by far the most important study that I wanted to review today is called the ANEXA-I study. And this is a trial of indexinet alpha in intracerebral hemorrhage patients receiving an oral factor 10A inhibitor. Now, this was a randomized multi-center trial designed to determine the efficacy and safety of an indexinet alpha compared to usual care therapy, whether that be PCC, four-factor PTC, or whatever a physician determined would be appropriate care in patients presenting with acute intracerebral bleeding episode, defined as, the, uh, as a intracerebral bleed of a volume of at least 0.5 mLs, but no greater than 60 mLs within six hours of symptom onset, uh, and within 15 hours of taking an oral factor 10 inhibitor, unless local anti-factor 10 activity uh, suggested that patients still had adequate anticoagulation on board that warranted reversal of anticoagulation. Now, as I mentioned before, this was a prospective randomized open label or what we call probe study design. And the primary efficacy outcome was adjudicated uh, effective hemostasis. Now, what's interesting about an XI is their definition of effective hemostasis is a little different than what previous studies have used. It's a little more rigorous. And so it was defined as a change from baseline in NIH stroke severity score of plus six or less at 12 hour, at a 12 hour time point and having to have less than a 35% increase in hematoma volume compared to baseline at 12 hours and no rescue therapy administered between three hours and 12 hours after randomization. So this is a very rigorous definition of effective hemostasis. Now, the estimated enrollment of the study is now anticipated to be about 900 participants, and that's because the study was recently stopped early because of achievement of the pre-specified efficacy criteria of hemostatic efficacy compared to usual care. And in order for that to occur, that was done by a independent review board. Uh, it demonstrates to us that, or what we can intuit from that is that indexinate alpha had at least a 10% absolute difference or benefit in the rate of hemostatic efficacy compared to usual medical care therapy. So maybe more than 10%, but it had to be at least a 10% absolute difference in favor of hemostatic efficacy in favor of indexinate alpha. So these re hopefully these results will be coming out fairly soon, and we're all going to look very forward to seeing what those results tell us. Now, another study that I wanted to briefly mention was called the ASTRO-DE study, and this was a non-interventional study in stroke units in Germany. It's a prospective, observational, non-interventional study, uh, which actually in a lot of ways looks a lot like the ANEXA-4 study. The aim of the study was to analyze under routine real-world conditions, whether the volume increase of intracranial hemorrhage 
uh, in patients who had either rivaroxaban or apixaban-associated intracranial hemorrhage was reduced when patients received indexin-alpha. The key outcome here was change in size or volume of the hematoma computed by either a CT or MRI between 12 and 72 hours after the initial scan. Now, what's nice about the ASTRO-DE study is they have some very interesting secondary objectives that will hopefully add a lot of interesting data to our discussion about reversal of factor 10A inhibitors. Key secondary objectives in ASTRO-DE included functional status assessment using the modified Rankin score at discharge at 30 days as well as at 90 days, changes in stroke severity using the NIHSS score at 72 hours after admission, and mortality rates at 7, 30, and 90 days following uh, the hospital stay. Now, in this study, the estimated enrollment is about 140 participants, and it's anticipated that this study will finish up sometime in, in December of 2024. Now, the last study of interest that I wanted to uh, quickly review is called the Octoplex study, or the study of Octoplex in patients with acute major bleeding on DOAC therapy in patients with factor 10A inhibitors. Again, this is a multi-center prospective randomized double-blind phase three study to demonstrate the hemostatic efficacy and safety of four-factor prothrombin complex concentrate, specifically octaplex, in the patients with acute major bleeds due to uh, factor 10A inhibitors. Now, in this study, they're randomizing in a one-to-one -one fashion, low-dose versus high-dose four-factor prothrombin complex concentrate in patients with acute major bleeds. This study is not going to tell us anything about the relative efficacy or safety of four-factor PCC versus indexin alpha, but rather low versus high-dose four-factor PCC. Primary outcome is an adjudicated hemostatic efficacy outcome, similar to what we see in other clinical trials, as well as 30-day mortality and the risk of thrombotic events. Estimated enrollment is about 200 participants, and this study is projected to be completed in February 2024. But what, again, the study is really going to hopefully tell us is if, in fact, other data like an XI doesn't suggest that four-factor PCC is no longer an appropriate therapy, that if we do need to use four-factor PCC, what is the appropriate or optimal dosing? Some guidelines do suggest that we use high-dose four-factor PCC. Other guidelines, and in fact, real-world practice, often demonstrates that we're using lower doses of four-factor PCC. So this study will hopefully answer a very important key clinical question. Now, taken together, all these studies will hopefully, in the next year or two, help us advance the, uh, the way that we treat severe life-threatening major bleeds when patients do in fact bleed on factor 10A inhibitors. Thank you very much. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME, LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.